0: For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories.
1: Welcome to another episode of Love, Love and Cannabis.
2: I am Nina Simmons and I am Osiris Stefan. and we are the proud parents of
1: Aiden Stefan. Hey guys welcome to another episode.
2: Hello hello hello.
1: Guys I mean tonight is is one of those nights where you get to meet some great people and you just look forward to having ongoing conversation because there's so many things that are similar but yet so different and this this is one of those uh, interviews that we're going to have tonight. So tonight we have Shifra and Alex Klein from Mitzvah Wellness LLC out in California. Yes. God. Hey, welcome, guys. Welcome.
3: Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: I hope I pronounced everyone's names correctly. Everything's fine. <laughs>
3: Perfect. I'm impressed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so,
1: guys, it's you know, it's fascinating when we got to talk for a few minutes um prior to the show about your experience and what got you into um this industry and the fact that you guys are from an orthodox um community, which was I found like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't I thought with the stigma of cannabis and all these things, I would never thought that um you would find people that's in the industry, you know, especially in a community like this. And so I would love you to share your story and really how did you get uh, to where you are now?
3: That's a great question. Um, So, you know, growing up, um, my husband and I are both um, Orthodox Jews and we didn't really have uh, any kind of cannabis education. You know, we grew up in the 80s and, you know, the dare to say no era. Yes. And, you know, it just was off limits. It wasn't something... Alex, did you ever try before,
0: like growing up? No, no, I I, I didn't, absolutely not.
3: Yeah, I, I had it either. Um, we yeah. never dabbled. I never had a joint. I mean, yeah, I saw. Well, we we yeah. grew up
0: in the in the say no to drugs era. You know, who doesn't remember the Ninja Turtles on TV saying, <laughs> "Hey, grab yeah. a pizza," you know? Same with me. That's eighties. 80s, 80s, eighties. 80s, 80s, you 80s. know, and, and there's such a stigma on it.
3: You
2: know, and we will, 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 will talk about it. I don't that. know how old you guys are. Did you also have uh, similar experience in the 80s? Oh, yes. I'm an 80s baby. I
1: was born in early 80s. Yes, I'm guilty, but I did experiment. I didn't
2: inhale. <laughs> naughty, <laughs> naughty. I didn't. I, I'm similar to you you guys where I, listen, you know, just say no. And I didn't dabble in it. I didn't dabble in it. Even people around me were doing it. In college, I, you know, I became a user in my thirties, just when I just noticed the benefits. So yeah, I I can definitely relate to you too. Okay. So I'm yeah, I mean, mean
1: we
3: have no concept at all. It was just an off limits kind of thing. And, um, you know, it got to the point when we have four kids, thank God. And, uh, we had kids fairly uh, fast after we got married, we got married when we were really young. Um, Alex, you were 22. I was 21. And, my wife is uh, still young. I'm still young. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, we had kids, uh, our first daughter was born nine months later. And then, uh, after that, they're back to back. So now the kids are, uh, how old are our kids? Four, 14, 15, 15, 15 16, 17.
1: I understand.
0: Wow. <laughs> you
2: forget. That's wonderful.
3: So, you know, it was, everything was cool and good and, you know, going the right way. And, uh, you know, we did realize that our third to youngest, um, there there were some i mean he was diagnosed at 2 years old with regressive autism mm. and um, i'm i'm not sure are you familiar with regressive autism
2: yes yeah, yes it's like so they talk and then they stop talking
3: exactly yeah along with everything else so we didn't yeah. see any signs before um 13 months old um you know we've gone back into his records we've spoken with his specialists and his doctors um you know the we we've tried to find correlations of what happened we do know that he is very sensitive to vaccinations um to the point that we could not continue with them the doctors felt that it was not safe um because every time he had a vaccine he had a, a major episode wow. whether it was seizure activity or um you know uh febrile seizures just you know 105 fever and that couldn't bring it down um you know we felt helpless yeah it was crazy It it. it was insane um and it was just months and months by the time he was uh how old the time he was two years old he had been on 16 antibiotics already so he was sick with every vaccine and then it was diagnosed as an upper respiratory infection and then he was given antibiotics and then he was sick again by his next vaccine so Whether it's from the vaccines, I don't think it's from the vaccines. I think he probably has some sort of something that, you know, was aggravated by his vaccine schedule. Um, And, you know, we vaccinated all the kids on the same schedule. And he was the one that just he just couldn't tolerate it. And um, he became almost to the point of a vegetative state from Mm -hmm. fully functioning, saying three to five words, 13 months old. He he spoke early. He played early. He talked early. Mm -hmm. He walked early. Um, he couldn't hold his bottle anymore. He lost full motor function. Um, he he had a severe apraxia. His mouth hung open and he drooled. He had to wear a bib till he was five.
0: He wouldn't um, let us touch it. It
3: was a disaster. By the time we got to our regional center, they had um, given us the option of awarding him to the state because they said if we didn't have the means to support a child in his condition, um, it would be safer to award him to the state where he could be in a home, I guess, um, uh, care of, um, you know, thank God we were able to keep him with us. You know, it's not an option for everybody. And, uh, we did everything that we could to keep him with us. He had, you know, over 50 hours a week of in-home therapy and outside the home, you know, PT, OT, Um, speech, uh, gosh, what else? Oh, we had feeding therapy to swallow. Oh my gosh. Safety, safety awareness therapy. Oh my gosh. We went, we went through a lot, but, um, by the time he was 10, he was on a cocktail about, about five medications, uh, prescription medications that, you know, there's no medicine for autism. You know, there's not that one magic pill and they just kept giving him stuff that wasn't for autism, hoping that some of those side effects would help him with his stimming or his eye contact or, uh, you know, his, his cognition and every, anything and, and nothing was really helping at all. And we had really plateaued and hadn't seen progress. He was pushing 11 years old in diapers, not feeding himself, um, not speaking. And I don't know if, um, you know, he, he could he could listen to like a Disney song and sing it, but he couldn't say hi or say mommy or, you know, it was like bizarre. I mean, I know that a lot of um, kids on the spectrum have that kind of tendency, um, that they do very well with music and things like that. But um,
0: Counting. You know, we we put like oh, you yeah, know numbers. candies. We put yeah. candies in a cup, and he would just look at them in the cup, and he would tell us the how many candies were in there. Yeah. You know, and just I don't know if you tried to to, to count you know marbles in a jar, you know, but he'd win that contest.
3: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he he like superhuman math stuff, but it just ended up being that we spoke to his doctors because we were doing online research and we said you know we've tried all these medications and all these crazy therapies he was in studies at UCLA and we said you know how about cannabis like that seems like it's an option for people we went online we found Facebook groups that had a few thousand moms in it that were you know parents that were treating their kids and successfully and when we brought it up to his team we were completely shut down Mm. um and it got to the point that it was like kind of creepy eerie shut down like you know they, like they, why like, they what's took going us on? into a room like like this weird room and they like sat us down with like the whole team like they called in everybody and it was like kind of scary and they're like listen if you guys decide to go this route um you're you're you know you're off of are we can't yeah, treat you. Your you're on your own. You're on your own. You've gone rogue. State. Yeah. Exactly. What state? Yeah. Are,
1: I mean, at the time, what state were you guys? I mean, you guys were still in California. Like what town? In California. That's... This
3: yeah. is back in 2000, early 2015. Really?
1: really? The state that pushed yeah. cannabis now is one pulling back.
3: Well, what's funny now is that UCLA is now doing studies with cannabis, yeah. uh, but back then they weren't, and they were not for it at all. Um, so, you know, this is before there was funding. This is before. You know, th- there wasn't access to this stuff. And, it, you know, even dispensaries back then were so seedy, you know. It wasn't like a place you'd want to hang out where now they're like nicer than your house, you know.
1: <laughs> that looks like Apple uh, stores.
3: Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, can we like redesign the house to look like MedMen? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Some high-end stuff.
1: <laughs> Some real good furniture. you're so, your designer? So Alex, uh, as a dad, dad to dad. Going through uh-huh. this, just going back to this, um, when this all started, like what was running through your mind while your son was going through this and your family's like, Okay, we have a major issue. What are we gonna do? Like, who was the one that was taking control of let's research this aspect and you do this? How was that devised on your end?
0: Well, I think I think that, you know, there was a lot of um, denial at first mm-hmm. where You know, as soon as the label was put on our kid, the first thing I thought was, no, it's got to be a mistake. You know, um, we got to do more testing. And, you know, I was always a, a IT person, you know, a technology person by trade. So, you know, along with Shifra, we went on Google and we researched all these things and looked up, you know, autism symptoms and things of that nature and just tried to figure out. Does he really have what they say he has? Mm. And, you know, maybe it's things similar, you know. So I really felt defeated as a dad. I really felt like, you know, you want your the best for your kid. You're going to do whatever you can for your kid. And now here's something that's out of your control that you can't fix. And and I'm I'm, I'm a fixer. I want to be a fixer as a dad. And I felt like I couldn't fix this. So I, I at the beginning, I felt defeated and I think that's really what drove us to do what the next step was
1: yeah it does make you feel helpless as a dad because you feel like that this is my role I'm supposed to take care of my family like how did this happen like you start to blame yourself like where did I go wrong uh, you know there's something I did wrong you know the blaming of yourself because I went through that phase yeah, as well true. when my son started with the epilepsy having like 100 to 200 seizures a day um watching him fall left and right it was just like mind-boggling to go through it I think the one of the most shocking time for me was, Giving him a bath, and I just turn around a second just to grab a towel, and he has a seizure, and he and his head's under the water, and it's like
0: wow. So it's like that those moments so scary. It, it is
1: it's like every day is like a scary moment. So I can I could. I totally understand what you guys, you know, you were going through as a dad to deal with something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it was unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it was. It was every day. It was like when he would when. <laughs> I mean, there's there's days where he would go days not sleeping, um, mm. and I mean literally days not sleeping. He would go make four, I think his longest was four days at a time, um, where he was up to, you know all those hours um, and then just crashed. Um, but at, every time we had him in bed at night, it was like oh my god, we kept him alive another day. It was like how do you know? It was like an accomplishment to keep him alive, you know, whether it was um, just keeping him from harming himself even. You know, from the, his violent tantrums and banging his head or biting himself or running in the street. You know, we had to put locks on our front door that are, you know, first we put two doorknobs. Remember, we had two doorknobs. Oh, that's
0: right. And he couldn't figure out. <laughs> we oh, were, my gosh, you're right.
3: So we had, we put two doorknobs. We put one like a regular doorknob and then we put another doorknob too high. So he, like the arm spans, he, you need to turn them both at the same time to open the door. Mm. So, but then he got bigger than us. <laughs>
0: And then he figured out, he's like, I'll just, I can just turn these both at the same time. Wow.
3: We went through crazy stuff because he, he was, like, chasing cars. I mean, he even escaped from his school. At one point, this was in, I think, third grade. He escaped from his school, and it was, uh, they had, like, four, like, locked gates, supposedly. Wow. And wow. he was running down the middle of the street the wrong way in traffic. Oh, my God. Uh,
1: they say that about with like Autism. Like a
3: runner. Traffic, a runner? So someone got yeah. out of their car and yeah. almost hit him and grabbed his shirt. Wow. Um, and, and And, you know, saved him.
0: Yeah, again, again from dad to dad, Cyrus, so I want you to just picture like you're driving down like a major intersection and you see a kid just walking towards you. It's a well-dressed child that's obviously out of place and you're stopping your car because you don't want the car behind you. So to, it's to maybe the thought of he got like out of you. his car. Yeah,
3: he got out of his car. You know, to in the middle of the street. Definitely save wow. our kid. Um, That's
0: awesome.
3: It's, it's it's things like that, you know, that you know, we go to bed at night just happy that he's he's safe, you know.
1: Yeah, but then All you right. can't sleep uh, because you're wondering: Is he going to get up now? Is like, is he going to escape? So you're either sleeping outside his door well, on the floor.
0: Alex,
3: yeah, Alex sleeps really well, no matter what. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm and, the
0: deep sleeper. so yeah, but <laughs> I hear, so my wife
3: tells me about I, it in the morning. I can Mine hear, too. I can, I can hear <laughs> the kids breathing. You know, yes. In the water, right. <laughs> That's me. You
0: know, you know <laughs> what? We when we go to hotels, when we go, you know, traveling that to different awesome. places, yeah. we want to take him to amusement parks and different things. Ask Shifra, you know, you can ask her right now. Yeah. I would, I would push the dresser, this, these crazy dressers from hotel rooms. I would push them like the incredible Hulk across the hotel floor um, to the front door to make sure that in the middle of the night, if he figured out where the front door was, he couldn't open it.
3: Yeah. We, 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 we've become pretty uh, uh, able to adapt to his needs, but you know, it got to the point where it was getting just—it was just too much—and and it was like, what what are we doing at this point? And we had to make the decision: Is, are we going to keep going on this route and not see any progress, or are we, you know, it, you know, we go through the IEP system, you know, the IEP every year, and it's like we're not even changing his goals. We felt like we are going backwards.
1: Yeah, and, we went through, and that.
3: I'm like, it's crazy, you know, the IEP system. We have to get lawyers and advocates, and it's like. we're we're exhausted we were just exhausted so desperate and willing to try anything and you know we saw some videos on youtube of of, uh yeah we saw a video we're like okay you know it's time for us to try this so you know we wanted to explore it and then you know we learned about edibles and we thought we knew he wouldn't take oil we're like you know he had so many feeding issues basically he eats chicken nuggets like that's where we're at you know so um, there was no way we we're going to get like an oil down here. So we knew we had to go with edibles and we do keep kosher, a kosher diet. And there are no kosher edibles. Because um, of the gelatin, and there's a-
2: gelatin you-
3: right? What was that?
2: Is it because of the g- g- gelatin?
3: Um, so there's a lot of things that make a product kosher or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, kosher is we don't mix milk and meat. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't eat um, pork or shellfish. Yes. Um, there's certain um, birds of prey we don't eat. Um, Fish. There's... There's um, wheat fish, just certain fish. No, certain fish, yeah. certain fish we meat don't fish that it. have fins and scales. Yeah. Um, we, there, there's a lot that goes into it, but then there's kosher certification, which is a separate issue, um, where um, there's rabbinic um, authorities that will come to the manufacturing plant to make sure that there is no cross-contamination with not kosher products um, and make sure all the ingredients are kosher that are being put into the product um, and yes, gelatin is one of those things because gelatin, um, is derived from, from pork, yes. um, unless it's fish gelatin, um, uh, which, uh, is kosher. Um, but, um, yeah, so the reason that there was no kosher edibles is because kosher certification companies that give the stamp of approval, it's not, people think that kosher means that it was blessed by a rabbi, which is totally does not happen. I, I wish it were so easy. Um, but you need to pay to have the service of having the rabbis come out to your facility and deem it uh, a kosher product, and mm. then you can put the kosher stamp of approval on your food. You probably have tons of kosher food in your house and don't even realize it that oh, it yes. has, uh, you know, a, a circle with a K in the middle uh-huh. or a circle with a U in the middle. Um, you know, a Crystal Geyser water is an, is OU kosher certified. You know, so there's a lot of things. Lay's potato chips are. You know, Coca-Cola you know what- is, but. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, they don't want to give certification to cannabis because if they give certification to cannabis, then they're basically giving the stamp of approval for cannabis. And no rabbis wanted to put their name on anything because they don't want to promote people getting high. So that was a huge. It's a huge stigma in the Orthodox community, and there was nowhere we were going to find kosher. Now, when it comes to medicine or life and death type issues, you can give your child or yourself something that's not kosher. But if I had the option, I would love to give my child a kosher product. Of course. So we decided that um, if we wanted to give him something that was kosher, and we couldn't find it we could We're gonna figure out how to make it in, the, in our own kitchen you know i i'm a I'm, I'm a special needs educator but i also bake a lot i was um selling cakes at a time uh for a time with uh, we had a what was the license called that we had in the house
0: oh the the uh the cottage
3: a cottage license so we had like a little baking business on the side just because i love baking for the pta I, meetings and, too what was that for
1: the pta meetings you
3: know, right,
0: exactly. <laughs> I know. I was like the most popular mom in school. Just say. <laughs> yeah, I was like we, we want you to bake. Listen, listen, early on, yeah. that's what really made me fall in love with Shifra. Am I proud? Well, they thought I, I could cook then. Wow. Listen, we had our first, our first. Oh, that's right. Thanksgiving, our first, one of the first times that we went out. It was around Thanksgiving. That's right. And Shifra made a turkey and made all kinds of stuff. And I was like, "I'm, I'm ready, baby." <laughs> <laughs> so that was like
3: the first time we went out. That's funny. It was Thanksgiving. That's right. I I, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, that was that. a that was
1: a deal sealer right there. It's like we're getting married.
3: Right? See, <laughs> I knew what I was doing. It was all planned. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, she's she's beautiful. She has an amazing personality. She knows how to cook. You checked all my boxes. Um, there you go. There the you complete go. I, I don't know how many boxes of hers I checked. Yeah. Right. I'm, she's still checking
1: she off her box for my wife. It's
0: only, <laughs> it's
3: only been nineteen years. You got time.
1: Wow. That's true. Well, <laughs> oh, that's funny because it's. Uh, we're going on our tenth anniversary. We've been together for sixteen oh, wow. years.
3: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So you know. Congratulations. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we we started with. Um, we actually started. The yeah. We, we start we started. Um, Crock potting. Crock potting actually. We were buying and it's so funny because we had no idea what we were doing. We, we looked up strains that we thought were gonna be appropriate to meet his needs just by listening to other parents. We we found some um, researchers in Spain, some researchers in Israel that you know, Israel is very, very ahead of us yes. when it comes to cannabis research.
0: Yeah. So so, so, once, we oh, so strains, once we had the strains because maybe- I want you to picture, I mean, nobody <laughs> could see me. But I mean, if you saw me in this, he yeah, looks
3: like a rabbi. You I'm, know, with I'm a big a beard, religious yeah. looking guy.
1: Yeah, so you picked you and so we're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Just, I would I want never you thought to that.
0: Picture. <laughs> you got a picture him walking into a dispensary. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm walking <laughs> into a dispensary, and you know, first of all, the security guard is this big biker looking dude with tattoos everywhere <laughs> and a chain hanging out of his jeans and he looks at me and he's like he's like
3: uh are you lost? I mean, are you lost the temples,
0: right? <laughs> the temple's down the street. The
3: temple's down the street.
0: <laughs> you know and I'm like I'm like actually here's my ID I'd like to yeah, like to come in and check things out and then and then I'm in front of a budtender and I'm talking you know the talk I'm like you know I want a an eighth of this on eighth event, I think
3: we started with ECDC. I think that was our first strain, yes. yeah. And yes. then we moved to um, Canatonic and then we went to Harlequin, and that was a really good strain. Oh, for yeah, Harlequin's yes. awesome, for him. And then, but but it was funny because we didn't know what we were doing, and we were buying top shelf flour to oh, stick yeah. in a crock pot, like, we were spending loads of money oh, on my like God. beautiful, beautiful bud. And destroy it. <laughs> uh, you know the first the first run we did we didn't even uh we didn't even decarb it we didn't even we, we missed a step
0: we and, thought we thought we'd burn it
3: yeah and we, uh, i don't and know.
0: we cooked it too we, much we had a lot short. of
3: experimenting and the thing is is that we were so nervous to give him stuff that we didn't know you know how potent it is or or anything so, so it sounds like you guys is-
1: tried it first
3: well, and no, we didn't. We didn't. We were too scared. We're, we're wusses. We didn't try it. but we sent it in for lab testing. So we were paying for lab testing, uh, and it was coming back, and it was like not zero, zero you percent. Know, like We were like, what do we do? Right. You know, like right. we were, Exactly.
1: <laughs> As obliterated. So what happened when you were in a dispensary, Alex?
0: Well, it's, you know, which one? I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I, I had some pretty interesting experiences going in there. Because, you know, there were some people that were put off, you know, some people were were a little suspicious about me coming in. They were like, you know, is this guy, you know, coming in to like, you know, is there going to be like a shakedown? He's coming (laughs) in to like, you know, check us out. Are you CIA? You know, and as soon as I opened my mouth, that really shut all these things down. I knew what to ask for. Uh, You know, I asked a lot of good questions and I didn't like the answers. You know, I'd move on to another dispensary and and ask my questions there because, you know, when people would would kind of like push back, you know, like, why are you asking so many questions? You know, it's for our kid. Exactly. You know, I don't care care why you think I'm asking the questions. I need to know these answers because we need to make sure that we're creating the the correct medicine for our kid.
3: Well, I think another point is, honey, is also that um, a lot of these bed tenders don't know what to answer. They, they're not knowledgeable. Yeah, they're more
0: sales than... You
3: know, kind of thing. And I think Agreed. that has to do with a lot of it. So we're here doing a ton of research. Like, we're like the FBI learning about cannabis. Right. And then we walk in there, and they don't know, you know, one strain from another, what terpenes are in there, each strain, or, you know, yeah. they don't know how to answer us. And sometimes... Like, I why think, don't
0: you know this? Right? I think,
3: you know, when we were researching, you're totally right, honey, that right? we wanted to know everything that our child was going to be taking. We wanted to know the experience, what it should be affecting... And I, don't, I just think people didn't have the answers that we were looking for, too. Yeah,
0: we had to go find the and answers. And look weird, so. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, getting back to that, yeah, that was it. Yeah.
3: So, Interesting. Yeah, so that was that was the beginning. That was the way beginning. And then once we were on to something and starting to get lab testing back that we were on the right track, that's when we made our first batch of cookies for, for our son.
0: Yeah, I think we got to the point where – we crock-potted for maybe a day and a half, and we were at the point where we were using, you know, for folks listening out there that know about this stuff, we were using cheesecloth, and mm-hmm. we were, like, the real deal. Nice. We were straining we were straining our, our, our bud, getting we were it to using, the point. We are getting, we're getting using, every drop uh, of oil out of it. We were using coconut oil. Yeah, we were using um, co- yeah. coconut oil, and we really got great-looking oil that we were – really impressed with and when we got the labs back we, we blew our minds we, we were
3: high-fiving we were high yeah, we were doing we were, a little dance in the in the kitchen we were we, were we weren't
0: high but we
3: were high-fiving <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
2: so what ratio were you looking uh, for yeah. in terms of uh, for cbd versus thc for him when you so in the
3: yeah in the beginning we did start we wanted a to get a, like a 20 to 1 strain oh, okay mm-hmm. um oh, yeah, that's for, right. for him we did go to a three to one. We did do a one to one. Mm -hmm. Um, we definitely tried different, uh, different strains out and we felt the most, he did very well on the 20 to one. Okay. We were giving him at one point 20 to one. And then in the evenings we were giving him a one to one for sleep. Nice. Um, but then he just, I don't know, after like a little while, I just felt like the one to one wasn't doing it anymore and he really didn't need it. Um, but as he gets older and gets bigger, we are definitely experimenting with um, different strains again. You know, their body changes, their hormones Yes. Change. Oh yes. So we started this when he was, gosh, uh, fifteen. No, maybe it was two thousand. It was uh, he was uh, about oh, eleven. Oh, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, uh, he was about eleven, and now he's fifteen. So yeah, yeah. he's changed so much, like drastically. I mean, oh, he was yeah. he went yeah. from this, you know, underweight tiny little guy he's now six foot 250 pounds yeah oh, he, he's puberty. a big Plus. boy yeah Is, <laughs> did you notice
1: that when he was going through his growth spurts like the seizures were like going They you just activate or did you see notice that there were things changing when he went through those growth spurts like behavior so, changes or yeah
3: right so okay so he does not have seizure activity he only has seizure activity um when he was getting those high fevers when he was okay. young okay. so right. we, yeah so we don't we done, um you know eegs and stuff and we haven't caught anything um since then but More like ticks More like- no he does get very stimmy yes yeah, stem, stim, um, stem, that's what was. very very stimmy he gets um okay. you know as he's getting older and hormonal, his body is changing. He has become more agitated sometimes. So we went through an era, a period of time where he was like very, very chill, very go with the flow. we're like, Oh my God, like (laughs) this is a miracle, you know, (laughs) um, with, with the oil. And then we started to see some like really outrageous outbursts, like him throwing things. And, um, or breaking like a toy or, or throwing his iPad, which he loves dearly and like destroying, we've gone through like six iPads. Um, and we hadn't seen that for a really long time, you know, but you know, he is getting older and I'm finding that the more cognitive he is now, the more he's understanding and grasping and the less that he can, um expressed to us but wants to you know i feel like like, maybe he didn't even want to before you know when he he was kind of like in his own world like he was cool with it now that he's with us more present um i feel like he gets more frustrated now does Mm. that make sense
0: yes absolutely because now he's aware now he's aware that he wants to communicate all this stuff and now he's trying to figure out how
3: Right, like he hangs out with us now. Like before, we couldn't find him in the house. Like we'd have to look for him because he would try to get as far away from us as possible. <laughs> He'll just
0: come and jump on the bed.
3: and yeah. Be like, "What's up?" You and know, he goes, hey like, guys, what's up? <laughs> like, I'm like,
0: "Oh, hello."
1: Yeah, our son would run away from us when we came around with those healthy meals. It
3: healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, it was. Um, you know, he didn't want to be touched. He didn't want to be looked at. He walked. He'd be in a room with a blanket over his head just so he didn't have to deal with like people looking at him are talking to him and now he's like you know wants to be part of the party so you know there's so many good things that came from it but he's still i mean he still has autism there's still things that we're dealing with and and we're going to continue to deal with and we see the change now we see there's different things we're dealing with now with the hormones um, his body's changing um teenager. It, it, yeah and, and and all these different things that stuff we were not dealing with now we're like oh okay now we need to start addressing you know, these issues that we didn't have before. So the issues are there, they're different, you know, and they're going to be different, but they're so much more manageable now, like that he's offered to all those meds where he was just totally zoned out. And now he's present. He's with us. He's able to function. He can talk, he can communicate. You know, he, he had a bar mitzvah. He was able to read from the Torah. He, you wow. know, reads, he reads English and Hebrew. Um, You know, he, he, he actually changed schools because he he was phased out he was just um you know too you know too cognitively high for the the program he was in which you know we thought he would just be there forever um so you know we've seen a huge huge change and people in our community were started talking about it because we do go to synagogue on on saturdays um and you know uh everyone is they call it in in in, in yiddish a yenta you know they they like to to schmooze about what's going on whose neighbor's doing this
2: <laughs>
3: who got divorced who whose kid is this you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, boy do we like to talk our <laughs> people
1: <laughs> i think that's you in know, every community that's I in every community i don't all
2: think all it's all just all limited day. to you to your community yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm telling you, I, I hope it's, I feel back for other people up there like
0: this. Listen, our people, just like a lot of other people, are also very cautious, you know, and we were met with at the beginning, even though it was really helping our, our son, we were met with a lot of backlash. Well, before, mm. be-
3: before the backlash, people wanted to know what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. There, you know what, why is your kid is in the synagogue and he's sitting still and he's not flapping all over what's going on you it's know? true
0: it's true i should take a step back and that we were, when we were starting Yaakov on on this stuff yeah you know a lot of people would say to us you know we would say you know Yaakov's trying uh, you know with his therapist we would say let us know how he's doing oh, yeah. he's on a different medicine
3: yeah we didn't tell them but we didn't tell anyone what we were doing we just we would tell this told the school he's on a different vitamin regimen or you know well, you know, we didn't know how people were going to react to He's it. Ask
0: for feedback.
3: The first time we gave him a cookie, um, within a few minutes we saw eye contact from him, and we had never seen his actual eyes. It was like, you know, we would put our hands up like blinders to try to get him to look in our eyes and put our faces right in his face, and he couldn't. He just couldn't do it. And um, he looked at us for a good like long. Like I'm gonna say, I don't know. It felt like eternity, but I would say good. What did you say? It, it was. It Maybe? Listen,
0: listen. you looked at us to the point where I started crying.
3: Yeah, we, let's, we, just, let's we, couldn't, say that. we couldn't believe it. Wow. And then he like, started crying. and he smiled, and he smiled. We are like, "Oh my God, our kid is in there! Like he's there!" Like <laughs> you know? that's so
1: awesome. <laughs> oh,
2: so we, I want to, we want to hear more about your story. And I feel like you're, we're getting to the meat and potatoes of your son's progress. So I think we got to make this um, a two part. So we're gonna stop this part part one and we're going to do part two so uh, everyone tune in for part two with the mitzvahs and we're going to hear more about their son's progress
1: from Wits of Wellness it's um, It's this is fascinating I can't wait for us to do the part two so hold on tune in and we'll have the second part for you guys thanks for tuning in another episode of Love and, Love and Cannabis, Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens and I'm Nina
2: Simmons. Be strong and stay empowered.
3: Thanks for listening to today's show.